right. Welcome to another edition of Love and Mile Sessions Live. We got lots of great stuff for you as always. We got an interview coming up in just a minute with Carla Bonoff, who's going to be playing this coming Wednesday, November 2nd, at the Ark in Ann Arbor. She's got a really rich musical history. We're going to talk about that in the interview. Plus, we have two tickets to give away. Let me give that number right now if we can. It's 844-999-9249. Again, if you want to win a pair of tickets, uh, first person that calls in, 844-999-9249. You can go see Carla Bonoff at the Ark in Ann Arbor. Right now, let's start out with the interview, and we'll play a couple videos by her afterwards. All right, this is Love and Mile Sessions Live, and as promised, uh, I have with me Carla Bonoff, who's going to be playing on November 2nd here in Ann Arbor at the Ark. Good afternoon, Carla. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, and you? Great. Beautiful sunny day here in California. Ah, it's a little bit warmer probably there too, huh? <laughs> It's a bright, sure. sunny day here, but it's like barely 50 degrees, so wouldn't be so bad, but just like two days ago, literally, it was like 75, so big, big giant uh, downswing there. Well, I hope it's not too cold when we come there, because uh, we don't know how to drive in the snow. <laughs> I don't think we got to worry about snow, but yeah, it's not going to be quite as warm, but again, it just depends on what you're used to. All right, so um, when you're playing the Ark, uh, I imagine you've played there uh, many times, correct? I have, probably at least four or five. It's hard to keep track, but over the years, we've definitely come. That's where we play in Ann Arbor, pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the place has been around a very long time, and a lot of uh, well-known people, including yourself, and probably a lot of other people that you would know really well have played there in the last 50-plus years. So... That's kind of like where folk and singer-songwriter comes to town, you know. But, um, Definitely. I so, love these uh, old places that have a history like that. They're they're pretty wonderful. There's a few still existing, the Freight and Salvage in Berkeley and mm -hmm. the Ark there in mm -hmm. Ann Arbor. And, you know, long, long years of people playing on those stages for sure. All right. So if you don't mind, let's um, go back to the beginning for just a minute. Uh, I know you started at a very young age. You started um, performing with your sister. Is that correct? I did. I started playing um, guitars with my sister, and she wrote music and lyrics, and I wrote mostly just music, and we decided one day to just kind of put together, and um, we were really inspired, I think, by Joni Mitchell right around 1967, eight. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of launched us into writing, you know, acoustic music and songs. That's and how were, it started. Okay, and you were just teenagers back then, right? Absolutely, yeah, about <laughs> 16. Uh, so we won't do any math, but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, after that, uh, you kind of, like, tried for a few years. Your sister eventually moved on. But then you met a few people, some friends of yours that you um, got together with, and that was the uh, formation of the uh, band Brindle. Right. Um, 
I met uh, Kenny Edwards um, at a, actually at a transcendental meditation meeting. And um, he knew Andrew Gold and Wendy Waldman, who had been um, schoolmates. Mm -hmm. And um, Kenny had just left the Stone Ponies with Linda Ronstadt and was looking for something else to do. And we decided to form a group. And that was the beginning of Brindle. We made a record for A&M, but it was never released. Hmm. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know, even know things like that happened back then. I know they happen a lot now. A lot of things get made and don't end up getting released for whatever reason. But um, I read that uh, they just didn't know where to market it or where to put it, I guess, musically. Oh, I think, you know, it was. we were a little ahead of our time, like two girls, two guys singing harmonies, writing songs. I mean, they didn't have a reference point for that. I mean, all that had really come before really was mamas and papas and we were probably heading a lot more towards a Fleetwood Mac kind of direction but Fleetwood Mac uh -huh. didn't exist yet yeah. so I think they didn't really know kind of how to market it exactly and um, so you know a year had come up and it was time to pick up our option and they just didn't pick it up mm, okay but you continued to work with uh, those people over the years though right Absolutely. I mean, the guys went off and played in Linda Ronstadt's band, and Andrew Gold made solo albums, and Wendy made solo albums, and we all played and sang on each other's records. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we did come back in the 90s and make a couple more records because we felt really frustrated that that band never saw the light of day. So I think we made two albums that we're really proud of, one from 1995 and one in, I think, 2005 that are available. And... Um, they're really good records. Okay. So, yeah, I, I noticed, like, in my years of going to the record store, I really wasn't familiar with your work or Andrew Gold's, but that's the name that always I always seen in the record bins for some odd reason. I, I just remember that name. It seems like he popped up more often than anybody else. Well, he had some pretty big hits. If you remember that song, Lonely Boy, that was a big hit for him. Oh, okay. Um, he also, um, he wrote the um, Golden Girls theme, Thank You for Being a Friend. That was one oh. of his songs. <laughs> and okay. the Mad About You Mad About You theme. And, you know, he was doing a lot of stuff that unless, I guess, you're really paying attention, you might not realize it was him. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's probably why um, you would see him more often in the record stores, because then they could market it that way from the guy that wrote the theme song for Golden Girls or whatever, you know. Even people that aren't right. necessarily music fans or singer-songwriter fans, oh, you know, they, they recognize that. Right. And, I mean, I think for people who are fans of Linda Ronstadt, Andrew was one of the musical forces behind her big hit records. Um, mm -hmm. the, the song You're No Good, he's the one responsible for that awesome guitar solo and mm -hmm. um, a lot of stuff. So the, they're musicians who are behind the scenes that, people don't really recognize enough, I think, that had a lot to do with the sound of music in those days. Well, I would say that you were also a big part of it as well, because you did some, you know, work with Linda Ronstadt as well in the mid-70s. Right. Well, she recorded a bunch of my songs, um, 1976, I think, on uh, her Hasten Down the Wind album, had three of my songs, so that's kind of how I got started, really, was mm -hmm. from that boost from her doing that music. 
Right. So even though you were not as famous with the general public, it was like there's a lot of musicians. With the list would be too long if everybody knows who Carla is, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm looking at this list. If it's correct, I mean, all the people that you had worked with or wrote songs for, um, anybody from Bonnie Raitt to Winona Judd, um, you know, you had uh, dealings with the members of. Um, the Eagles, which were, I guess some of them were part of Stone Ponies at one time as well, right? Um, no, actually, uh, Kenny Edwards was in the Stone Ponies with Linda Ronstadt, but um, I mean, you might be thinking of Long Branch Penny Whistle, which was um, Glenn Fry and J.D. Souther. Oh, okay. And they, uh, had that, they, they had that duo kind of prior to the Eagles forming. Hmm. I guess then I read somebody... I know I've read that somewhere, so if somebody was incorrect that published that article, they said something about some of the members of the Eagles backed up Linda Ronstadt before they formed the Eagles. Yes, that's true. Um, but it wasn't but Stone just, Ponies. No, they definitely, oh, okay. um, yeah, Glenn Fry and Don Henley um, were briefly in Linda's band um, before they formed the Eagles, and the story goes that after they did one tour or so with her, they said to her, you know what, we really want to have our own band. And she said, go for it, you know, and yeah. encourage them. And that's really how that began. Okay. So uh, one of the things that I read is you, you don't do a lot of recordings or write a lot of songs. You just, it sounds like you only do it when you feel it. You're not writing songs just to make a hit song or make money, but, you know, you actually have to be in the mood to actually write or record something. Well, I've never been very prolific, and I'm also kind of lazy on top of it. So between <laughs> those two things, um, you know, I just often find myself going weeks without really having anything to do with music at all, just doing mm. other things. So for me, it's always been a bit of, um, you know, I have to kind of push myself. And mm. um, for other people I've known, you know, that's all they're really happy doing is creating music. They don't really feel driven to do much else. But um, I've never been like that. So it's been kind of a slow process for me. And not I haven't made that many albums. But um, these days, you know, what's cool about the way the Internet is and computers, you can just do one song and put it out there. You don't have to write a whole album full of material before you can release things. Yeah, even worse, like that era where the CDs were the biggest, where, oh, I don't, ha I can't just come up with 35 or 40 minutes anymore. I got to come up with twice that, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, it's been a changing environment. Um, the COVID really gave me a long opportunity to kind of be at home and um, and record a holiday album, which is something I probably never would have done. And mm -hmm. that ended up being really fun and um, kind of a cool thing to do. So, you know, there's always options. I think with these home studios and home computers, you can kind of do anything. Yeah, well, that Christmas thing just came out a couple of years ago, but you released something in 2019 before the pandemic hit. Um, the Carry Me Home album. I went in with the, I have a guitar player, um, a woman guitar player, Nina Gerber, who plays with me and she's remarkable. And, um, you know, we've been playing on the road for almost 20 years. And mm -hmm. over those years, I think the songs have just kind of morphed into 
kind they're kind of different than you know the way they were when I was you know 25 and mm -hmm. so we just went in and kind of did a like an unplugged album of sort of how we play that stuff now and mm -hmm. um yes and had a couple new songs one of them called carry me home and that was 2019 yeah Okay, when you say two okay. new songs, they were two brand new, but some of the other ones on the recording, they were still new to the public, right? Um, well, it was just kind of a variety of stuff from my whole career, and then a Jackson Brown song and a new song, so those would be new to the public, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like I said, the list is quite large of the people you've worked with over the years. You're kind of what they sometimes call musician's musician. <laughs> so you still have a big fan base, maybe not in the general public, but certainly among your peers. So um, what can we expect coming up Wednesday in Ann Arbor? Is it going to be uh, a little bit of everything, early stuff, mid stuff, new stuff? Yeah, we play stuff from my first album all the way up through my latest stuff and maybe even a holiday song since we're kind of getting into that time. Um, and it's, I play piano and acoustic guitar and Nina plays acoustic and electric and just, she's an incredible musician. She mm -hmm. plays like almost like an orchestra comes out of her guitar playing. <laughs> so it's, it's a pretty acoustic show, I would say, but, um, lots of stories about all the years I've been doing this too. Mm -hmm. You got any like, uh, fond memories you might share with us, at least one, like, Maybe what it was like to work with Linda or you choose, whatever. Well, you know, my first big um, tour was opening for Jackson Brown um, on the Running on Empty tours on a couple of those, a couple of months. And uh, my first album had just come out and I was so thrilled to be opening for him because I was always a huge fan. And mm -hmm. I got like a little 30 minute set before um, his show and. And I was playing these songs of mine that Linda Ronstadt had just recorded and I had just put out on a record and I, about two or three nights into it, I realized, I think these people think I'm covering Linda Ronstadt's music. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. kind of this uh, awful realization and I realized, I think I'm going to need to explain to people. I thought, oh, they're just going to know, but I realized people don't read credits on albums. They really yeah. hadn't, they didn't read credits on albums then. They didn't know who wrote these songs Linda was singing. So mm -hmm. um, it was a process then over the next two months of kind of explaining who I was and that I'd written these songs. And um, it was actually pretty fun because people really um, definitely came over onto my side and were super supportive and mm -hmm. it was a great audience for me. So that was, that was a super cool, a cool time. And I'm grateful to Jackson for letting me open those shows and have an mm -hmm. encore and, you know, so. It was a great way to start. Oh, yeah. Uh, a tour of that um, magnitude. I mean, that, you know, even if you're not a huge Jackson Brown fan, that was when he was at his biggest. I mean, Running on Empty is a song everybody knows, even if they're not a familiar with Jackson himself. You know, it's like that was a peak for him. And for you to open up for him, that's wonderful. Did he actually or, you know, his management approach you and say, hey, Carla, can you open up for us, sir. Um, well, you know, Jackson and I go way back to beginning at the Troubadour before he had a record deal, before any of us had record deals. And we used to play 
the open mic nights there on Monday nights. So okay. we'd all known each other from, you know, sort of the late 60s. And certainly Jackson got signed and went off and, and went on his way while I still was sort of looking to get signed. So he knew me from those days and um, he was aware that I was making my first album. And um, when he heard that album, he sent me a telegram, a congratulatory telegram. So. <laughs> Um, you know, we were in contact and I think he just asked me if I would come out and do that, do those shows. So Mm. that was a great gift for me. I also opened for James Taylor for a couple months as well, Mm -hmm. a little bit later on, which, you know, both of those guys were huge inspirations for me. So the, to get to sit there on the side of the stage every night and watch those guys work, um, was really a gift for me in terms of just learning Mm-hmm. about performing and um, super cool, you know, very lucky to have done that, I think. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to ask you any details, but I would imagine the fact that you've written all these songs for people like Linda and Winona and the rest, I mean, it's probably been somewhat of a nice income for you, I think, or? Well, I mean, I think songwriters, you know, are lucky because they make, you know, if you, if you, artist spent a whole lot of money making an album you don't get any money till you pay that back if you're a songwriter you get fun so mm-hmm. um i'm hoping that we're going to change that because it isn't really fair to artists they should be paid as but um so as a songwriter yeah it's a, it's a really nice way to make mm-hmm. a living and i've been lucky um to not have to ever really have a job that isn't in music uh, a lot okay. of performing. And, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not the Eagles, but I do okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, what have you been doing, though? What do you like to do when you're not writing music? And Well, I have a house and a big garden, so I do a lot of gardening. There's a lot of um, fruit trees and vegetables and Mm-hmm. Uh, wild birds and owls and owl boxes and so I'm definitely into a lot of that. I also have pets that take up a lot of. Uh, I have three <laughs> cats that yeah. um, one. That's of like having three teenagers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they definitely um, take up some time as well. So yeah. that okay. and just you know I live in um, Santa Barbara, California, and there are you know wonderful things to do here. You can hike and five minutes from where I live, you can be at the beach in five minutes. So it's a place where you could go days and days and days and just have great stuff to do. It's a rough life, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great show. Um, I know that it says that you sell out a lot of your shows. Do you know if there's tickets still available as of right now? Um I believe so. I think there's tickets available. Um, to definitely come on out. It's November 2nd. Which is this which coming is Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. yes. At the world famous The Ark. And um, we'll keep our fingers crossed that the weather's decent for you. <laughs> and um, is there a warm-up act at all? or? No, it'll just be me. We do a pretty long show. I think they may be even um, broken up into two sets. Okay. There, so um, yeah, it's it's um, it's going to be good. So it's actually an evening with Carla Bonoff. <laughs> it is an evening with yes, absolutely. Okay. 
All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to have a conversation with us. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to that show coming up on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to do, after this interview, it's actually going to be broadcast about an hour from now, approximately. We're going to play a couple videos after we get done with the interview. I figured that I would play Night Full of Rain, and there's a live version of you doing All My Life. Yes, those would be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll give our, our listeners and viewers a taste of what they're in for on Wednesday. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Once again, thank you so much, Carla. You have continued success and um, good health and all that good stuff. And hopefully we'll talk thank again. You. All right. Okay, great. All right. Good. Thank you. Thanks. Good night. No, video. Headlights burn straight through the dark. You look out the window away from me. Cold's measured by degree. As we cross this barren land, wide as the sea where hearts disappear. The distance between what we say and hear We've been down this road before Probably been many times more It's just a night full of rain out of the blue
Right. That is Carla Bonoff with the song All My Life. She wrote that song, and it was originally given to Linda Ronstack back in the 70s. And she recorded that, and that was a Grammy-winning song, so kudos to her. She's going to be playing at the Ark in Ann Arbor this coming Wednesday, November 2nd. And we have a pair of tickets to give away. 844-999-9249. You see that number right below me? Call that and you'll win a pair of tickets to go see her on Wednesday night. Meanwhile, let's do a couple of videos from some bands that are playing tonight, actually. So you might still have time to get out there. I'll let you know right after I play them. Let's start out with Kate High Note Trio. And this is a live version. Let's hear the track, Where You Dream Now. I 
Sorry for interrupting your regular scheduling program. This is Blake and Blake here with Channel 63 News. Earlier this morning, we were reported that three men broke into several homes in the Down River area, stealing televisions out of homes. Now, the three aliases of these men are Luke Paul, the Natty God, and Zarge. If you have any information to the capture of these three men, please contact your local police department. Now, please be aware they are considered armed and dangerous with both televisions and musical equipment. Thank you. That's the Pink 50s with News Media Outlet, their latest video. They're going to be at Parts and Labor in Melvindale for a pre-Halloween party. Still definitely have time to get out to that. Before that, Kate Heitno Trio with Where You Dream Now recorded live. And they're going to be at the let's, uh, the Three Cats Lounge in Clawson. You'd have to head out right now if you're interested in going to see them because it's an early show. But, hey, if you are listening and watching right now, you can head out there right now and watch the rest of the show later because it is a streamcast. Right now, let's do three videos that have a Halloween twist because, hey, it is Halloween on Monday, isn't it? So we're going to start off with a band called Davoli, D-A-V-O-L-I, and this is a track called Space Twist.
Pane, zemlja se okreće, nigdje kraja ni početka Nema jučer, niti sutra, uvijek samo sad i ovdje Sve se vraća, sve se plaća, tko je prljava, tko čist Tko se krije, a tko smije plesat semitski twist Space twist Zemlja se okreće, svi smo mi u istom krugu Pola crnom, pola bijelom, sila teže Sve nas veže, malo gori, malo doli Vlada zakon ravno teže Naša revolucija je evolucija Space plotted flies and be on your way <laughs> I could use some 3d invisibles right about now Happy Halloween,
Before that, the 3D Invisibles, legendary band from Detroit, live from the Dead Dave show, and they won't stay dead. And we started off with Davoli with Space Twist. All right, we got a couple more uh, videos to do. I uh, don't believe we've uh, given away those tickets for Carla Bonoff yet. So once again, 844-999-9249. That number you see underneath my face, 844-999-9249. And you can win tickets to see her at the ARC in Ann Arbor Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, November 2nd. We're going to finish off with War Horses and the Witches. They're both going to be playing Bolero Lounge, and that is tomorrow night. So uh, check them out. Uh, we're going to finish off with the Witches Live at Smalls from this year. But right now, let's start out with the War Horses. And this is one of their latest videos called Poisonous. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Heat Above, live band performance.
All right, it's seven o'clock, and you know what time that is. Time for a live band performance. I got three gentlemen in here with me. They go under the band name Heat Above. How you doing, gentlemen? Great. Good. Excellent. All right, welcome. So you got some songs to play for us in the next hour? Heck yeah. All right, what are you going to start off with? This one's called 929. It's the first song off our new EP. <laughs>
<laughs> That's not a bad shift, really. I know. You don't have to get up too crazily <laughs> early, and you still get off in time to actually still have time to go out and enjoy something. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's about almost perfect, I think. But it is a 12-hour shift, but when you're your age, you can handle that. <laughs> Standing on your uh, on your head, right? <laughs> All right, so you say that's from your brand-new EP. What's the name of the EP? Jellyfish. Jellyfish. Exotic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how is that available? Is it di- uh, just digitally? You have physical things going Just on? digital on all streaming platforms. You can check it out on our website or just search it up on any streaming platform. All right. So that just be simply heatabove.com? Or? Yep. Okay. Heatabubband.com. Sorry. That's why I always ask because <laughs> sometimes you have to put that in there because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bunch of heatabubs out there or, you know, you got to put Detroit in, which is mm. all, always awesome if you have to put Detroit in there. <laughs> all right. How many songs on that one? That is a four-song EP. Okay. So how long did you work on it? Not too long. We were in the studio, what, one day? One day, yeah. <laughs> one day, huh? It's pricey. Ah, so you did it old school. You didn't old take, school. You didn't take months or years. Mm-hmm. It was just go in there and get her done. Had to. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you record it at? We recorded with Dave Roof. Oh, David Roof. Okay. Yeah. We're familiar. Yeah. Cool. Studios. Did an he's amazing nice, job. He's a nice guy. He's easy to work with, and he, he obviously gets the job done. I mean, yeah. one day, that's <laughs> one day. that's awesome, man. Uh, something was in the water, though. We were on our A game that day. It was just back <laughs> to back to back. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a complete accident, then, is what you're saying. <laughs> right, right. We're not actually that good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we do another one? Definitely. Yeah. It's chained. Yep.
right. So is that just simply your heart, or are we talking bondage? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, if you find the right person, hey. <laughs> you just never know. We don't judge. We don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys are too young for that. <laughs> but it is nice to see the younger generation carrying on the rock and roll tradition. It really uh, warms my heart. Uh, it, it's sad to see what uh, the music state of the music industry is nowadays, where people your age are wor- more worried about how many TikTok followers you have, and you're singing in auto-tune, and you don't play your instruments, and all that good stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, that's not music. Sorry. But anyway. All right. Great. So that, I take it that one's on the EP as well? That one's actually an oldie. Okay. It's not on the new EP. Yeah, you got it. It's from our first EP. We used to be, you know, go by the name of the band Sleepwalker, and um, that was our first batch of songs. We were just kind of like, we did it at home. It was just like, just get something out there, you know, write it as soon as possible, record it as soon as possible, just get it done. Mm-hmm. And so that's so far the only song that we've kept. You know, it's, a, it's the, <laughs> it's the only good one. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Well, all bands started out that way. I'm right. sure yeah. if you saw the very first rehearsal sessions, even for the largest bands on the planet, mm-hmm. they probably were the same way. You know, even like bands like The Who, they had to start somewhere. Yeah. They didn't just come out of the womb playing <laughs> Won't Get Fooled Again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right, wonderful. So why the name change? Just because you didn't want to be associated with those first songs? or? <laughs> Actually, it's a legal issue. We checked, and there's like 50 bands named Sleepwalker. Ah. So, yeah, we just decided to change it to a, a new era because um, one of our band members had to leave. His name was Nate, and, you know, it was all love and whatever but he has to go to college mm-hmm. um and so we figured it was a good time to switch rebrand change the name you know change the style a little bit okay. so yeah and that's where heat above came yep. uh if you don't mind gentlemen go around uh, the room and introduce yourselves your names and what you play and all that my name is brady robert lott i play the drums i am michael joseph davis i play the guitar <laughs> and i'm jack william davis and i play the bass and sing Ah, I see a connection there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have the roadie over there in the back of the corner of the room, huh? That's Mr. Lot. Mr. Lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, keep it going then. Definitely. This is a unreleased original. We just recorded this with Dave a couple a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, Hope you so this it. is almost like a world premiere then, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got to play it up, gentlemen. <laughs> this one's called I Want It All. Come on, you said. 
satisfaction on all You just like the action more, more than anything But now I want it all It's too late and now you know I'm never coming home But you want me and you got me and you know I'm almost done With that black cherry lipstick that you keep in your purse You're just candy lightning cutting off is the worst It's too late and now you know I'm never coming home But you want me and you got me and you know I'm coming home But your black cherry lipstick that you keep in your purse You're just candy lightning cutting off is the worst It's too late and now you know I'm never coming home there there's always at least one of those per performance catches me off guard it ends abruptly you know so yeah that uh be on the next release i'm taking it probably definitely okay how many do you uh, gentlemen have out we just we just have the one ep out so four songs okay but you still have plenty of songs in your arsenal just not on an official recording then. yeah okay so um I uh, was introduced to you by Paul. Mm, how did love you, that guy. How did you meet him? How did you run into him? Well, let's see. We, uh... You guys also Frame 42. Frame 42, yeah. They, uh... We're kind of friends with them, and they asked us to open for them mm -hmm. at the Diesel. Okay. And, uh... We met him through Frame 42, and he kind of just took a liking to us, and kind of... He's been taking us under his wing, and mm -hmm. he got us this... You know, great opportunity. Yeah, there's plenty of gigs at this point. He's a really good guy. Gigs yeah. at the Diesel, the Token, Blind Pig. Oh, okay, so not just in one area like Eastside, but all over. That's yeah. cool. That's great. Yeah, he's been sending bands over to me for years. And he always seems to be able to get the talent when they're still not known. It's, mm. you know, most of the people he brings to me, it's like, I've never heard of these guys, you know. No, no offense, it's not the talent or anything, but... Yeah, I mean, a lot of the bands, you know, you already know them while well, I've seen them advertised on, you know, Metro Times or mm -hmm. Facebook or whatever. But he brings these bands out. And I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you hear about them afterwards, obviously. So uh, do you, uh, Paul and you have something coming up soon? Like a, any live shows coming up or anything like that? Or 
I know we're uh, playing the Blind Pig on December. I think it's December 3rd. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, December mm-hmm. 3rd, we're playing the Blind Pig. Um, I don't know about other than that. Yeah, with the diesel in September, or mm. December, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, September's long gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's hard to tell, though, because it's 75 a couple days ago, yeah, and know, right? we're still playing baseball. It's like, okay, <laughs> what the heck, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I imagine, like, do you update your uh, your site as far as that goes? Yeah, like, yeah. the key button, yeah. So heataboveband.com, if you, anybody out there wants to find out about upcoming shows, if they want to check you out, that's yeah. cool. Um, if you don't mind, uh, let's go around the, the uh, room and starting with you, Michael. Uh, just talk about your influences, like heroes, like what made you say, hey, I want to play guitar, that kind of thing. All right. So what made me pick up a guitar was Jack picking <laughs> up the bass first. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, I can't let this guy outcool me. Oh. So I just want to play a guitar. They're brothers in case anyone has Sibling rivalry, up. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so guitar heroes, my all-time hero has to be John Frusciante from Rat Chili Peppers. Hmm. Interesting. It's just so much like techniques, like funk techniques, you know, just like that Jimi Hendrix style technique. Mm-hmm. Hence the uh, wah-wah pedal down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of guitarists that use that, especially nowadays. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. But um, Yeah, I, I got to see them, uh, oh, God, I think he was with them way back in 92. 92. Mm. Second Lollapalooza. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> We're all huge Chili Peppers fans. Yeah. So. yeah, Chad just turned 61 yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. You know he's a Detroiter, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was in a band called Toby Red back in the day, mm. back in the early 80s when they... You know, the roadie probably remembers that back when the Silverbird was uh, still around and bookies, the original bookies, not the one that you see nowadays in downtown and mm-hmm. some of those other. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on them. They they've been gone so long now. But you know, there was local music all the time, and it was really, it was a lot bigger than it is today. I remember when I went to Hart Plaza to see the look, you know, headline for like an all-day music fest Mm -hmm. WRAF put on. There was something like 60,000 people there. Oh, my God. And it was just local bands. There was no, like, major national headliners. But all you did was say, you know, five bucks to, to, you know, a free show and there's going to be beer there, and everybody (laughs) showed up, you know. That's all it took. (laughs) But anyway, we're getting off topic here, so... um, yeah, so it was uh, John Frusciante. Uh, anybody else? And Hendrix, I take it you must like him yeah, too. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of <laughs> Hendrix. You must got to right. Yes. Um, there's this one band called Arctic Monkeys. They're a pretty uh-huh. modern band. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two guitarists. There's like a lead guitar and a rhythm guitar. Both the car- guitarists, Alex Turner and Jamie Cook, mm-hmm. they simultaneously influenced my sound. So I'm going to put them up there. Cool. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Definitely. Different decades. That's the way to do that. How about you, Jack? Well, I first got into the whole like rock because of Eddie Van Halen, mm-hmm. and I wanted to play guitar, and uh, I just couldn't. And so you can imagine how how jealous and furious I was when Michael just came around and picked up a six string and started wailing on it. Just, but as far as bass influences go, I mean, I love playing bass. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Definitely Flea. That's you know a lot of people, and. Uh, Again, just all his techniques and, you know, little just intricate stuff he does has really wore off on me. Um, really, of lately, it's been, like, pop-punk bassist. 
and kind of like more modern basses like Arctic Monkeys and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's kind of been shaping my sound coming off the bass and um but yeah, I'm gonna have to say Flea's the biggest one for me. Okay. Well that's a good one to pick mm -hmm. and certainly some and go ahead. And for as far as uh vocals, definitely Harry Styles, which might be a little weird pick for a rock, you know, artist, but it's his showmanship and his mm -hmm. He's a really phenomenal singer, and it just kind of wears off on me. Harry Styles' guitarist, Mitch Rowland, is mm. also one of my influences. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, um, some of the best covers I've ever heard have been from these really, truly punk bands, and they'll pick the strangest stuff. I, uh, I know there's a punk cover out there, hardcore punk band, who does a Debbie Gibson song, <laughs> you know, something from the 80s, you yeah. know? And they pick these, you know, out of way out of left field. It's mm -hmm. like what? <laughs> but they're fans, and they they do their own spin on it. Definitely. And some of those bands, the punk bands, they have some really good bass players. Like even I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but the one for Green Day. He's, he's Mike Durant. Yeah. yeah, he does some really great bass. Oh yeah. In, in some of their songs. So yeah. All right. And last but not least, in the yes. back there, Brady. Um, so my, I started playing drums like in marching band before I even thought about, actually that's not true. When I was eight years old, I played <laughs> drums for like a week. <laughs> After that, I started watching, uh, cause I played saxophone in the marching band. Hmm. And there's a guy named Tim Gorman, who's a, uh, he plays metal, he plays in metal bands around the area. Uh -huh. But I just watched like the marching band. And I was like, dude, that's just the coolest thing ever. And so I practiced all year, mm -hmm. made the drum line the next year. And so that's when I started but then um, I watched a video of Josh Dunn from the band 21 Pilots, which is, a, you know, a lot, very more modern band. Mm -hmm. um, and he just beat the crap out of his drums, <laughs> like really, really hard. Um, and I was just like, dude, that's it. You know? I and noticed so, that a little earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more like, oh, he's going Keith Moon on us. Yeah, you know? yeah right. <laughs> um, so, but then from there, uh, we were talking about like punk music and stuff. I that's kind of my background is yeah. pop punk. And he's punk gotten rock. me into it. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and so Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two, he's a huge influence on me, mm -hmm. and even uh, metal drummers like Joey Jordison from um, Slipknot and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, but not only just drummers, I'm also inspired by other musicians too. Kind of mm -hmm. like Jack was saying, like. Uh, someone's stage presence, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to use Freddie Mercury, for example. I'm influenced by his stage presence behind the drums, even though I'm not a singer, you know? That man had, would, could take 600,000 people and wrap, them, right. wrap all yeah. of them around his finger. Uh -huh. I got to see them in 80 and 82. Wow. Man, the, the last time they played in Detroit was Joe Louis Arena in 82. Mm -hmm. And it was thunderous. I mean, literally thunderous. Yeah. The the um, stomping and the clapping. I mean, you actually felt the entire yeah. arena That's vibrate. So cool. You know, uh -huh. that was. And yeah, he was just amazing. Right. There's only one of him. Yeah. <laughs> and we were lucky enough to be alive when he was around. Well, I was anyway. I'm yeah. sorry. You you guys <laughs> yeah, were. No, it was about like a decade or more. I forget. <laughs> I forgot for a second. I'm sorry. I apologize. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. But uh, it, it sounds like you have different influences from different categories, mm -hmm. different genres, yeah. which is what makes a, a really good musician. Mm -hmm. Anybody that sits there and say, well, I only listen to death metal from the 90s or I only get into, you know, whatever. But when you can take something from all the different categories, that's that's what makes you good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. All right. Enough to yakking. Let's get back to a <laughs> song here. <laughs> I've got to do a guitar switch. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in the noise. This huh. song is also on our EP. Mm -hmm. um, it's in drop D, so it's a little heavier. 
Ah, cool. Yeah. What's it called? This song is called Dynamite Hurricane. And ah. supposedly Jack wrote it about me. Dynamite Hurricane. That's what he likes to say at shows. Ah, okay. So it's about your drumming style? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, we good? Yep. Sessions live with the band Heat Above. Time for another guitar change there. <laughs> I noticed one's a Fender. What's the other one? Same thing? Yeah. Mm. This one is a. Uh, this one is pre- precision bass. This is my baby. Ah, okay. That one's a Squire. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with those. Nothing, man. That's actually my 
Yeah. Ah. Okay. I can't see uh, yours, Michael. What is that? Gibson Les Paul. Mm. Ah. So he's got the the big bucks. He's got the deep <laughs> deep pockets. Okay, he, he can afford one of those. Huh? And those things have gotten to be so expensive now. Oh yeah, brand sure. new one to get a customer. Like holy crap, I got to take out a second mortgage to buy one of those. <laughs> I got to sell th- you know drugs or something to be able to afford that. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, young man. <laughs> All right. So uh, you said that was on the EP as well, coming up. All right, cool. Jellyfish. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. Here, it's good. Ah, um, there you go. We're playing uh, this, the, the title track. Where that's going to be our, uh, one of our last songs we play tonight. So that's probably my favorite. Uh, eh, second favorite off that EP. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the one that I sing on. <laughs> Ah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> right, right. All right. So what do we have now, then? Next, we're going to play another uh, unreleased song that we just worked on about a week ago. Uh, this song's working title is called Backdoor. Never gonna fit in
So you've been recording a few songs recently then. So you're just going to wait for the fury to die down and you get another EP coming out soon? Is that what, what so the idea is? I think, I think what we're doing is we're not going to rush anything. <laughs> we want the creative juices to flow naturally. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, you know, write, oh, we got a 10-song album we need to get out. Let's, you know, rush these lyrics, rush these melodies, and then we end up with something we don't like. Mm-hmm. So we want to take a little bit more time to make sure we do get stuff we like. Yep. And I think everybody's agreeing with that. I had an interview with a, a woman that's a singer-songwriter that goes way back to the 70s, mm. and she's going to be playing the Ark in Ann Arbor uh, this coming Wednesday. She's worked with Linda Ronstadt and uh, Winona Judd and all these other people. And she says, yeah, I, you know, nowadays you, you can just put one song out at a time if you want. Yeah. You know, it's all about singles. A lot of bands are doing EPs, EPs that uh, band you were checking out earlier, War Horses. Mm. That's all they do is EPs. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, they get like three or four really good songs, and that's how they do that. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God we don't have to do CDs anymore <laughs> in an hour and 20 minutes at a time, huh? <laughs> Blow your... Well, no, I won't say that. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so you're just kind of doing a song here and a song there, and eventually when you get something that's coherent, you put something together then. Definitely. Okay, that's cool. We look forward to that. All right, what do you have for us now, gentlemen? We're actually going to play this thing on. <laughs> this thing on. We're actually going to play a cover right now. It's by the Arctic Monkeys. Okay. This one's called Are You Mine? I'm a puppet on a string. Tracy Island, time traveling diamonds took years too late. Come to find you falling some ever morning years too late. Come to find you falling some ever morning years too late. In my mind, she's not right. Stay beside me, I go crazy. This here's where I wanna be. And satisfaction don't feel like a distant memory. And I compel myself all I need the deep end Come and find you Well, no, with you late I come to find you Falling some every morning Misbehaving for days Great escape Lost track of time and space Just silver lining Lone Ranger riding Say, are you mine? 
She's a silver lining, a lone ranger riding through an open space. In my mind, when she's not right there beside me, I go crazy. above here on 11 mile sessions live all right arctic monkeys cover how long ago did that song come out 2013 2013 oh wow that's almost 10 years ago <laughs> time flies doesn't it all right so how many more songs you got just so i have an idea got three more songs three, three. Yeah. Oh boy we're gonna have to do some yakking then <laughs> we can play more we yeah can. we oh can we yeah. What else do we know? New Mr. Sexy? New Mr. Sexy. It's yeah. an instrumental, but... Well, just work with me, gentlemen. I know you want to do the title track to finish off the show. Right. And Definitely. See what we can squeeze in. As you can see by the screen there, we got about 20 minutes. So whatever works for you, I'm cool with it. Definitely. So, all right. So what do we got now, then? Uh, this next song is another unreleased song. Oh. This will be the last of our unreleased songs. Yeah. The song is called Tuesday, and it features the uh, amazing Brady Lott on the vocals. I'm going to have to bootleg this show now. <laughs> it's all unreleased stuff, you know? <laughs>
Again, caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm gonna have to wake up a little bit. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, I gotta stretch a little bit. It's hard sitting in this chair all this time. I wish I could groove like you guys. <laughs> so you put a little funk in that one. I can yeah, tell. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, dance rock is definitely a, a genre that we're dabbling in as of recent. Okay, well, as long as it's not yacht rock, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cracks me up, that whole term, yacht rock. Yacht you know? rock. <laughs> I mean, some of the bands, okay, yeah, I don't want to listen to that. You know, to, to throw in, like, some really good bands like Steely Dan in mm. there, you know, I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, talk about groove and guitar, Skunk Baxter and some of the stuff he did with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But uh, anyway, all right, so. Uh, we can do Romeo we could. Do we have enough time? Oh, yeah. you got plenty of time. Oh, okay, great. Do it. This is impromptu. <laughs> this is off of our uh, our first, that Sleepwalker EP <laughs> yeah. we were talking about. Okay. It's called Roll Me Away.
That sounded pretty good. You can keep that one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can't throw all those old ones out. <laughs> that was our Yacht Rock experimentation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. All we need is uh, one of those drinks with a little umbrella in it. Yeah. <laughs> more sunshine. A little bit warmer weather, but I'm not going to complain. It's been really nice so far this fall. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And they said it's not going to be too bad for the uh, trick-or-treaters Monday, so... Mm -hmm. Keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, we might go trick-or-treating. Yes. We're a little old for that, but <laughs> we figured it might be fun. Are you kidding me? It's, it's nuts, the people that come to the door nowadays. Yeah. I lived in Redford, and th there would be, like, middle-aged people that would come uh -huh. to the door. They they put, like, a little eyeliner on, and, okay, that's, <laughs> that's my costume, and they, they're begging for candy. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, what are, what, are you, uh, what are we going to go with? I think we're, you know, uh, the show Breaking Bad? Yes. <laughs> I think we were planning on being like Walter White, Jesse Pinkman, and Saul Goodman all from the show Breaking Bad. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Jesse, Jesse, we got to cook it. No, Mr. White. <laughs> I could see that, you know. Yeah. Of course, I could do the Walter White without even oh, trying yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know. <laughs> I think, what was our other, uh, other idea? Mario. Mario. Luigi and then Bowser. Princess Peach. Oh, uh, Princess Peach. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got the hair for it. Right. Today, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So we got time for a couple more. Yeah. And um, once again, uh, so that's uh, heataboveband.com. Any information about your releases, your songs, upcoming shows, et cetera, et cetera. You have we Facebook as well. We have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all Heat Above Band. <laughs> the handle for everything yeah and i just remembered uh we're playing um a new dodge lounge tomorrow night you just remember that yeah I, I know night. right yeah i'm glad <laughs> you, you know you guys could have been sleeping tomorrow night right. wait a minute did we have something to do <laughs> that's why i'm not the uh the management person have you been there yet since uh, no this the is management our, took over our first this will be our first time there i've heard so. great things because you know not to talk bad about people but the right. management before that well you know yeah not so it, good it was time not to good. change the guard and i've heard some good things they they actually were part of the hamtramck music fest that i oh, put nice. on back in august so uh -huh. I, I heard things went really well so yeah, that sweet. sounds uh kick-ass yeah um, we're excited do you know who else you're playing with at all or a band called velos velos yes also played for us okay yeah i gotta check them out i haven't seen them yet mm -hmm. cool this will be the first time playing with them excited to meet them watch them yeah. play Hmm. Awesome. All right, so that's tomorrow night, everybody. If you if you like what you see in here right now, you might want to head over to Hamtramck on Joseph Campo on the, that would be the south side of mm. Hamtramck, yes. Yep. <laughs> hmm. um, this next one is called Cool, Fun, and Nice. Yeah, this is uh, arguably our hit single off of this EP. <laughs> hit single. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's our most popular it's, song, yeah, so... A lot of people seem to gravitate towards this song. Right. And we were talking about fall earlier. Since we have extra time, I'll tell this story. Everyone, you know, the, the average listener will listen to this song and be like, it's probably about a girl. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that we wrote the instrumental. And I was like, man, I have nothing. Like, I, I you know, I wanted to sing the song. I was like, I have nothing to write about. And I was like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with winter. You know, the mm -hmm. cold and bitter of winter. Mm -hmm. And so I found a really dramatic way to say that I'm not looking forward to winter. So this is... <laughs> This is yeah, that song. Because you were like, oh, I want to write about like something that's not a girl. Right, and yeah. It was like, yeah. But I don't know how to do that and like not make it sound you know, Corny. clunky. Yeah. yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. but I was like, well, what if you refer to winter as a girl? Right. Oh, yeah, I remember that yeah. in my basement. So. <laughs> mm. 
Anyway, enough lolly lolly gagging. <laughs> <laughs> Again, 11 Mile Sessions live, and this is the band Heat Above. Michael, Brady, yeah. Jack, mm, uh huh. thank you so much for coming down and playing for us. I enjoyed it. Thank you so, thank you so much for having us. This is a great opportunity. Thank you to you and all the crew. Really appreciate it. Alan and Cisco, yes. My pleasure. Our pleasure. All right, we got one more. Yep. What are we finishing with? This is the, uh, the title track of our EP. The song is called Jellyfish. It's exotic. <laughs> I'm kind of wasted on the thought of you being mine. I never want to get you off my mind. But now I need a stronger dose because I can never. 